0: Say what Say What radio show with no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What so, Show. Let me let me just summarize kind oh, of this no, worldview. No, so no, stop, stop, multi- stop stop talking. Jeez. Welcome to the Say What Show. This is Nancy Hopkins. I'm about to add Dolly Howard to this call. Let me see. And Walt Silva's with me. So, Walt, you want to say hi?
1: Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone.
0: Hi, Nancy, and uh, hopefully we're gonna have Dolly
1: with us. Uh, did I did I read that right? That Jasmine is going to be joining us?
0: Yes. Okay. Where did you read that email? She sent a, a, a group email. Oh yes, yes, yes. I hope you read it because I was going to read it right before the show, so it would be fresh in my mind. And then we had these technical problems, so um, we're calling now. And then at the uh, half, half, you know, that the, when we start the second hour, that's when we're going to have Yasmin. Um. Hi, Dolly. Hi. Hi. There we go. C- can you talk, please? Okay.
2: Yes. I'm sorry. I had the Jan show was uh, I still had the voice on from Jan's show. Oh. Okay. I don't know how to explain it. Speaker. I had the speaker on. I'm sorry, and I didn't want it to mess up your
1: the speaker of the house. Show here. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, Yasmin's going to be with us at the uh, in the second hour in the second part of the show. Dolly, I'm just informing yes, you. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, are you thank with you. us? I got the email. Was... <laughs> okay. Am I with you? you are... Yes, are you? I don't are know. You...
2: Uh, I'm very confused the last two hours I've been very confused so please forgive me (laughs) I think I got too much sun when I was in the pool
0: today (coughs) so you're on international so who else is on with us (laughs) so you're on international radio you are on international radio you're not thinking correctly is that what we're dealing with Yes. Oh, good. Isn't that Jesus. about
2: every week? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! Well, I want to. I want, I want to tell people here. Can you stop laughing, please? I want to tell people here what 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 happened. Now, last week we had a lot of problems with the show, and all week long I checked the the, the speed of the. my computer up to the internet when i'm loading up programs and stuff i'm checking it it's absolutely the the, you can't get it any faster right at least on the system i pay for can't get it any faster and i do it today i right up until just before four o'clock i sit down i go i click it and i went oh my god it was like zero I mean 1.5 or something it was ridiculous it's supposed to be like 11.5 12 and it was like oh my god I can't do a show with this thing so I get a hold of Walt and so Walt is actually streaming this and we're talking through Skype to him so I I know that the Jan show I had to play I I I didn't have enough ability to upload anything that I couldn't even put it on Skype to get it to Walt, so that he could have played that but anyway so we're good at least as best as i know so i hope one of you two is looking at the uh at the uh chat to see that it's coming through actually i could kind of check it and in the second hour Yasmin's going to be talking to us because some interesting things have happened in her neck of the woods um okay so i'm going to ask uh Dolly, you were listening to Jan. She's always got these amazing stories that she puts out there. Was there anything you wanted to comment on? Oh, is she still here, Jan? Oh, yes,
2: she is. Oh, Jan. When you were talking about the connections between East Palestine and, and all the explosions and the plane crash and, and all that stuff, I was. So with you, I've been thinking that all along. East Palestine is somehow tied in with something big going on. And I believe it all ties in with Palestine in uh, in, in the, uh, Europe, in the Middle, middle West. And, or is it East? I don't know. You know middle what East. I mean. I think it middle all East. ties together. Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, I think it all ties together, Jan, like you were saying. And I can't wait to find out what this was uh, covered up for. What's going on behind the scenes with it? And I did check in with Dave, and he says, yes, you're right. There is something big going on there. But, of course, he couldn't tell me. <clears throat> I didn't expect him to tell me. I just wanted yes or no validation on my thought, and he said, yes, there is something big big going on. So, we're right, Jan. I was so excited. I I thoroughly enjoyed everything on the show, of course. Um, So, I just want to say thank you to you for that. And um, I would like to hear about Pretty Pricey sometime tonight, Nancy. I'm done.
0: Jan, I have to say that um, the article you found on, not the article, the, uh, if you got put up with Tucker, kind of like me, I listen to Tucker every night. Now, yes, sometimes I don't get there right on time. And sometimes I, a lot of times, if I miss the first part of his show, I'll stay up until one o'clock to listen to it. But I, I did not hear that. I did not hear that clip. And that is so critical to what we're really confronting here. Um, you guys know that I read Cosmic Reality and I you can get it as a, down, a download PDF. Just go to the cosmicreality.com. Go to the tab that says books and blogs or yeah, you know, I think it says books and blogs and just let that drop down and go to the Nancy's books thing. And you can find a drop, you can you can load it into your computer and read it, you know, for free. You can also get copies of it from Amazon or from from Derek's shop. And Derek puts a stamp of shungite in it, which increases the uh, quantum entanglement of everybody that's engaged in the shungite. Um, but you can get it for free. So please do this for yourself. That book has not gotten old. The information was old to begin with. It was my life, my autobiographical presentation of how I learned all of the awful things that, you know, you're going to have to learn. Everybody, normies, everybody. And it is. it gives you the perspective of one human being going through a path that was leading to knowledge but it was over, you know, decades we're asking the people out there to make the same kind of a journey but you know running faster than they've ever run in their life so we have to we have to kind of look at what's what what's happening out there and get a feeling for the pre prehistory and the pre prehistory is that this is apparently the fifth time that we have gone around the 26,000 year cycle and so again and again and again until we figure it out and we get here so you know millions of years I don't know lot of years have gone by and it's like the the groundhog day thing why did the groundhog day movie get into the psyche of people just a question we don't need to delve into it because we've been the groundhog thing is happening to us and so now we're here and I'm like talking to myself and I get some profound information that way and I'm going good lord I can't imagine losing again because the farther that we get into this new energy, the clearer I can recall more lifetimes. I, I used to deal with a half a dozen lifetimes all the time. Um, but now, it's like, you, you give me a, a, a time and I can go, oh, shit, we were doing, oh, shit, we were doing that. You know, it's like, this is, this is a nightmare. We can't seem to wake up from. So we got to wake up. We definitely have to wake up. And we've come so close before and then lost. And, right now we're in a situation where Anastasi said uh, from the uh, Ringing Cedars uh, stories, she said, and she also says that this is what's happening, this groundhog thing. She said, but something happened in 2020 that will allow us to go beyond the nuclear annihilation of the world or whatever got planned. Okay, And I asked Walt at the time, I said, boy, I wish that she had been asked, what was it? Because we don't know what it was. But we do know that by the time we got, I said 2020, it was probably it was 2000. By the time we got to the 2000 mark, the millennium, there was a really intense change in awareness because we had the Internet. Okay, so... And, and you can track the, the Internet. We've talked about it before. I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but for some reason they want this information out there. Um, we we have the Internet, but the Internet was designed because of, in, of equipment that was back-engineered from the Roswell crashes. So we get all this technical, you know, push to go into the, to the realm of the technology like we have, and it was done for let's say control purposes okay because everything is for control purposes in one way or another and the damn thing blew up in their faces so i've got this this theory and this is not recent this is something that it's like i say i, I remembering farther and farther into the to the past let's put it that way and there was something about the Roswell crash that bothered uh, Philip Caputo. No, it's not. Corso, Philip Corso, Colonel Corso. There was something that bothered him about the the crash because the people that were inside the crash were a, a, a combination of AI, biological life, and this ability it was like the body he put it he said something to the effect of it was like they were created to do long space voyages that that's how different they were and he was kind of bothered by that like where did they come why is it you know because we know that you can't possibly be doing space travel if you're not jumping timelines or going through wormholes something this concept of getting in and having long long you know it doesn't jive anymore so I asked the question and I'm talking about decades ago when I was reading uh, Corso's book I said what is this coming from and I got this image of these craft that ended up crashing in Roswell that they were put together in order to go back into time not back into time like time traveling, but back into time. No, that's not right. Go into the future. but Okay, so going into the future, but we're going to a time frame where if people got the ability to use an internet faster, they would have been able to wake up more people faster. So what they, what I think happened in the last go-around was that we were losing the battle we knew we were going to lose but we knew that this was by this time we're right where we're at now right where we're at now and we realized we were losing and so we decided to create a vehicle that would take biologically manipulated human sort of human beings we were slightly uh, ahead of the game in the genetic things, and the, you know, making bodies and robots and stuff. But so it's a little bit in the future from where we, what we know right now, a little in the future. And because it was, it's already known, it's just that we haven't been made aware of it, okay? So it's already there, but so it's a little in the future. In a little in the future, in the last go around, we sent this, these capsules, there was three of them, because we didn't know if they all survived. So we sent three of them, and they were designed to crash, but to carry the technology that would allow the internet and the te- and and to to increase the the time frame of the AI's takeover by giving them by giving human beings things like laser fiber optics, uh, the, the uh, microcircuitry, all of this, plus the biological changes done to the people on 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 the on the 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 ships so with that in mind i can't tell you how good it feels to to know that what we did the last go around is at least making a difference in this go around now we've got a chance a chance to wake these people up faster than the last time and the time before that and the time before that. Because one of the things that made me think that this was probably a, a true scenario was that after I got this information, which, I, you know, it's like telling yourself stories. I've done it all my life. Tell, tell yourself a story. So it's a story. But then the universe kind of morphs itself and it presents you with, um, Something that will make you believe that it's real. Okay, here's the facts. Look at look, 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 look at this type of thing, and I got into a study about Aborigine peoples all over the world, and inevitably, most of them, if not all, because you don't know the full depth of their their knowledge, you're getting bits and pieces, but there was very often a mention of the concept. That reality is revolving around a black sun, and they kept. It was all the reference in in these stories about the black sun, and then taking a piece here and a piece here, and and other people were trying to figure this little scenario out. You know, I'm reading other people's analysts of it and analysis of it, and they get to a point where they're looking at this vast cosmic play like a like a like a, a game board and the the earth is going around this black sun very similar to the sun we've got and in fact I'll explain that in a minute so they're going around this but they're calling a black sun it's going around in orbit well depending on its position the sun the earth the energies are different and so because of the energies being different you begin to reconnect in a Open communication with your higher selves, depending on where you are in regards to this go around. And what they said was that you would get to a point of on the far reach of the orbit. You were dumbed down. You, you, you just were dumbed down. And then as you got closer and closer, because it's not. Circular is more of an elliptic orbit. And as you got closer and closer to the black sun, the energies changing made you wake up. But then you'd go around the black sun and you'd be leaving the the energies of the black sun and you'd start to get stupid again. Right? And this is how they explained it. And I thought, well, that's just kind of interesting. And then, not so long ago, they actually found out that in the center of our galaxy is a black hole. You know, a black hole. What's the difference between a black sun and a black hole? You know, is there any really? Are they talking about the black hole? Did they know there was a black hole? You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's like the galaxy's got a black hole in it. And then you've got the orbit around the sun and and you know I'm assuming that that's the orbit they were talking about, and they're calling it a black a black sun. Maybe it wasn't so much the concept going around in circles around the sun it was a galactic circle, and in the middle of the galactic circle is that black hole and yes, when you're positioned in a certain way to the black hole. Yes, it sucks in it, all material energy, is sucking it in. But uh, if you're on the backside of it, it's pushing it out. And so at this time we're in what's called the proton belt, and that's what we're into. We're into these accelerated energies. So we are in an extremely amazing place to be, and to be alive to experience this. But more importantly, to be awake. To be able to let somebody like Nancy Hopkins ramble on a radio show about this for what? Yeah, 20 minutes. So I'm just going to say, any comments? Are you there? Hello? Yeah, it was great to say the previous runs had no shungite. That's exactly true. That's exactly true.
1: It was a game changer, major game changer, wasn't it?
0: It made all the difference, in my opinion, you know. Um, Dolly, what did you think about my rambling? You're muted.
2: No, oh, I unmuted. Um, uh, you made me understand the black sun a little better, but... Uh, I still don't understand it all the way. But someday I'll get there. When the day is right for me to get there, I'll be there. Um, You think so technical. It just amazes me how technical you think about all this life going on around us and and that we're living in. And uh, Me, I'm living in it. I'm just living in it. And I'm doing uh, the things that I believe. I'm supposed to be doing I haven't been uh, chastised I've been encouraged so uh, you're the storyteller and I'm the one that lives in your stories who's acting it out <laughs> that's the way I look at it and I like it. I I think it's a good combination you and me and so I, oh, yeah. I know that probably didn't make you happy
0: no, 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 it did, because it, it, it demonstrates everybody has their own role here. And like my friend Sandy, she won't talk. I mean, she hates Trump, but she doesn't talk about this stuff. She just won't talk about it. If you start up, she'll tell you shut up, and she's kind of rude about it. However, Sandy works for a seniors foundation that helps seniors out. Her life is working with people that are the end, at the end of their life. She does so much good, so much to further the human, human spirit in, in every day, everything that she does, that she doesn't need to wake up. You know, she, she, she needs to do what she's doing. It's those people out there that are... Spiritually connected that don't give a crap about anything You know, very much like you were Until we dragged you into the radio (laughs)
2: Dave dragged me into radio
0: Well, that's (laughs) Kept you going Yeah (laughs) So
2: You um, and Christy are coming to rescue me
0: Yes Yes (laughs) I actually didn't hear from Rick now that I think about it. Um, he, he he was going to be on, but he had some thing with his business where they had told him the wrong date and he had to go to this seminar thing. He was going to try uh-huh. to get back. I told him, I said, don't, don't stress yourself, you know? So hopefully, um, but Yasmin, like I say, is going to be uh, on in a bit. Um, did you have oh, something?
2: Nancy, a- I... Yeah, I got a, a, another angel story. Happened okay. today. Annette and I went to Sam's, and I always get my brisk iced tea with lemon, and that comes in a 36-pack of of the cans, and I get the A&W in the big uh, container. I forgot how many, like 24 or something like that. And so I had gotten over by where those are on the shelf, and Annette was still doing something in a different aisle. And so I'm just sitting there calmly and asking the angel to please help with that because Annette can't be lifting that weight either because of her heart and back problems. And so, all of a sudden, I hear this gentle voice, man's voice, from behind me. He says, "Oh, oh, could you use some help?" And and I looked and I said, "Yes, yes, I, I certainly can." So I told him which ones I wanted. He put them in the cart. Net <clears throat> came up behind us, and I said, "Net, look, here's the angel right here in the flesh." <laughs> Oh, yeah, Mom, I see him. Because <laughs> I, I want the people to see when, I, when I'm seeing the angels. And that that angel was in the flesh. And when he turned to walk away, he just kind of did a little, uh, um, like a little elfin's do, a uh, little hop. A jig. A jig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, my God so of course I thank God for the angel's help (laughs) so there's another angel story in my life and and I, I hold those so precious hold them close to my chest and hold them precious so I just wanted to share that there are angels and you never know when you're going to be entertaining an angel be aware
0: that's true, that's true. There's also just very good people that kind of are angelic in their spirits, too. And those are the mm-hmm. ones that But
2: that, that can- one was the angel.
0: No, I believe it. I mean, I've met them, too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, um, Walt, did you have something you wanted to cover? Because we, we did uh, send you that link to that uh, Jasmine. Yes. Justine the, and uh, John Claude. What oh, you mean Janine and John Claude? Jean- hey, Janine, yeah, yeah.
1: John Claude. Yeah, I sent you so the, the, you could get a sense for the uh, uh, the role of this gentleman, what he's doing in, in Australia, that he's moving. He wants to get away from the two party system. So that's why the, the, the name of his website is Australia One, because he says it's just. It's, it's one country, one population, the it, people shouldn't be divided by, that. that's the way they, the cabal has been keeping people at, at odds, by creating a two-party system, you know, one side fighting against the other side, and you say, why? You know, you're all one country, you're all po- the population of the one country, why should the people be divided by anything? So, and, and I like it that he didn't get a chance to, Go into it in big uh, in depth, but toward the end of the of that interview, he was able to speak about the uh, uh, the great inspiration he got from the Megrae's book of uh, the Ringing Cedars of Russia, because he he wants to de- deploy that plan and move forward and, and you know get people settled and give people each one and a hectare of land. So people can set up their own domains. So he's fully into that. He totally believes in the in that model. Because you know that oh, that he said that business of, of pe- packing up people in cities, that's another that was another cabal plan. And if you look at the ring cities of Russia, what was the first thing they did against the uh, bedrooms? Get the people out of their domains. It was the first thing they did, get them out of their land, because that, that, that was their life. That was their energy. And you don't want people to have energy. You don't want people to. So that was a, a great way of disempowering everyone, get them away from the land. So that that's why I sent you that link so that you would get a, even if you didn't see all of it, you would get a sense of this, this man and what he wants to do. I thought Hello. maybe...
0: I was very impressed with him.
1: So um, I, he 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 would like to be a a, a, a
0: possible guest. <laughs> well, I don't see. I, I don't like to bother people who have already put out some really really good information. Um, so um, I'm going to play that on uh, Radio Five G. I'm not sure if I'm going to play it with Mark, but I think I'm going to play it as another voice. Because he, he 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 actually reminded me myself, of you know, where he was a military person, very trained, very patriotic. Um, so mission oriented. So you begin to look at things a little differently, and pretty soon you become kind of like focused on figuring out the puzzle and in the case of both he and i it was coming from the from the standpoint of being a patriot and yet realizing that oh my god that this this the 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 legal system the the political system is so screwed up it's like you know and you feel this compulsion to fix it mm. so when he um when he was talking some of a lot of the things that he was talking about just I mean, I absolutely understood what he was saying. And I loved the way that they began the... the, See, I didn't get through... It was an hour and 45 minutes, which is the problem with it. It's it's long to try to deal with the way I use these clips and stuff. Um, So I didn't hear the end where he did talk about uh, the cedar. But the beginning of it was just so well done uh, that I did take a clip, and he actually wasn't in it. It's as Jean-Claude. And the reason for it, that I took this clip, was because it's a complete rundown of what's happened just in the last week. It kind of dovetails what Jan was saying. And it's only five minutes, so let's just listen to Jean-Claude, who is on this hour and 45 thing. But he is just... Listing the open attacks against America, and that's what they got into initially was that they there's been a, a covert war going on since the end of World War II. Uh, it's a good the white hats against the black hats, it's been going on for since that time a long, long time. Well, in our lives, most of my life, so. But it was always secret. It was always the white hats didn't want you to know they were there and the black hats didn't want you to know they were there. So it was a very secret thing. But now and they got into the conversation about how overt it's getting. I mean, you're you're going to have you listen to what's happened in the last week and you ask yourself, are we under attack or not? So I'm just going to play this clip.
3: Let me just go through um, in this new correspondence here. we, We want to try to catalog a lot of these attacks that we're seeing. We want to put them into perspective and we're also going to ask um, both Ricardo and the cards here to understand a little bit more what's happening to recognize the strategies uh, that our enemies are using and then to see uh, from those strategies if there's something that we can do uh, to support this war effort so if you bear with me for a minute or two here uh, there's a lot here this is the first of course episode but I wanted to look at the last couple of weeks here in February that seems to be the demarcation point of Us being in this covert war, moving into this overt uh, part of the warfare. So the first episode, of course, was last week with jadine and I. um, Very well received a quarter million views already on YouTube, on on Rumble. If you haven't seen it already, please do go check it out. It sets the stage uh, for this new war correspondent uh, um, uh, that we have here on Rumble. So we had this... um, Uh, Attack on Turkey. A lot of people are suggesting that HARP was behind it. Fascinating. We can do a whole show, uh, our show on this event. Uh, Here in North America, it started with this uh, series of balloons and these spy balloons, or perhaps UFOs here invade in our airspace. Uh, We had some. Inclusions in Montana, we have inclusions in uh, Alaska, I believe the Yukon here in Canada, and also uh, Northern Ontario, so a lot of was happening uh, with respect to our uh, airspace here in the first week of February. Uh, from there, we started seeing uh, the Pentagon and other sources battle for the war uh, the narrative here as it pertained to these UFOs whether or not they were uh, earthbound or uh, extraterrestrial in nature. This is still um, um, it's a strategy that is being used to confuse and obfuscate what is happening in our space. So there's more to develop there. We also had this idea of these uh, green lasers in Hawaii, but also in Alaska, presumably mm-hmm. as a tracking device to some of these aerial incursions into our space. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, then, of course, um, Famous uh, author, Seymour Hersh, uh, with his report on the uh, North Stream Pipeline setting to motion here, perhaps a big awakening in Europe as to their NATO allies, the United States. And then, of course, we started getting some uh, train derailments here in North America. So uh, this was what a tweet from Cliff High saying, of course, if you don't recognize you're at war, you're an army. Uh, this is part of the reason we're doing these shows here today is to bring that to people's attention. Had these big fires break out in uh, Florida, and then more train derailments. Uh, this one here is uh, where was this one Van Buren Township, and then of course uh, here in Detroit, Michigan, uh, we had these NOAA reports about chemical uh, particulates all the way up here in Ontario, uh, Canada, as well, and Montreal on the Quebec side as well. So we're seeing here that we're getting some. Um, Disastrous effects from some of these uh, rail derailments of that here uh, more fires erupting in uh, some plants uh, commercial plants here in Florida more mm. fires again here. This is in China uh, more fires again here. This is in Chicago. It goes on and on and on. Of course, we're hearing rumblings here that the, the U.S. is asking uh, diplomats and Americans to leave Russia, presumably setting up the stage here for perhaps uh, Russia, China. Um, warfare scenario, either in Ukraine or a world war scenario as well. Uh, Jenny and I looked at this last week, but it is on our radar. More balloons, of course, now from uh, Hawaii, uh, moving in towards the uh, west coast of California. More fires here. This is a, a food factory in Italy. Uh, of course, this is a, a massive casualty event explosion occurring in a plant in Bedford, Ohio, just a couple of days ago as well. Uh, electrical power outages here in california and uh, there's more <laughs> so what do you think there's uh, not a lot there's more here and of course more union uh, pacific railway uh, derailments um this is a fire here in brooklyn at one of the uh, lumber storage warehouses all of this is seeming to happen um as a strategic staccato uh of events here in this new Time frame and warfare we find ourselves in uh, more here in uh, Fayetteville uh, more terrain derailments here as well and this wow uh, 12 national security complex here uranium of uh, fires there's more on the slide deck there but it sets the stage uh, for the conversation here today
0: is there some- When you hear somebody just, you know, put so much of it together like that, it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know. Anyway. What I
3: also found interesting,
0: interesting, interesting yeah, when
1: um, uh, Ricardo Bosi talks about the different the generations of warfare, first generation, second generation, third generation warfare, and then he ends up, talking about sixth generation warfare which is what's happening now and uh, like and he uh, says the, the worst possible enemy you could have is having to deal with the AI you having to deal with an, an, uh, an AI entity that wants to control living beings and and you saw you if you saw the entire the entirety of the video you you heard what he said about the AI. That it's just a, a replicator uh, entity. It doesn't have any creativity. It doesn't have any inspiration. It has no spirit. So it has none of the, none of the things that humans have. So no matter how fantastic you think it is, it's it's still just a machine. It, it's incapable of inspiration. It's incapable of creativity. It's incapable of Of that connectivity, that connection to the divine that humans have. So I I thought that was very insightful. Did you were you listening to that part where he? Yes, (laughs) yes, yes,
0: yes. And you know he's very spiritual. I mean, because the sixth. Well, you've got, you know the. from the the first one, you know, cl- clubs and and then weapons come along, and you know th- now you got this situation where we're fighting this uh, technological kind of thing that's now erupting into conventional warfare. But the sixth, the the the, the battle is the spiritual battle. Yeah, and you and,
1: notice what everyone everyone's game, because in tra- in trad- traditional war. The war is between soldiers from different sides, right? Exactly. You have, the, you have the population, the civilians, and then you have the trained soldiers, and they're out in the front, and they're the ones, you know, facing the bullets. But in this uh, sixth-generation war, everybody's game—babies, children—it doesn't matter what you are. You, you are a game. You are a. You are a. One of the you are a casualty of this war. Remember, he described that commercial, that uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial in Australia, where there's a fat woman, you know, filling her face and saying, "Take my money." <laughs> he says, "If my daughters were behaving that way, we would have a serious talk." Uh But you're you're right uh, about like uh, I like the um that anecdote that he told. Where he was a, a, a he was like a hair's breadth away from losing his son when with a divorce, and he actually yelled at the top of his lungs to God but if, it, if there is such a thing as a God, you'll do something about this right now, and, and and cursed him up and down, and then some there was some kind of miraculous miraculous event happening. He didn't elaborate. And he says, oh, okay, I'm sorry I said all those things because <laughs> he actually witnessed a real life miracle. He's, he he got to keep his son. So that was very, you know, it takes a lot of humility to be able to say, yeah, that really happened. Yeah, because somebody would say, oh, no, I was just a great. No, he he challenged the concept of God and the challenge was taken So he had to, he witnessed that event. So that's, that's why I thought he would, he sounds like a good candidate for somebody to, uh, to talk on, on, on the line, he might have some more, well, at least he has a, one of the things that we discussed on previous shows is, okay, we don't want this, this reality that we're living in, how do we want reality to be? Well, apparently, this gentleman has some idea what reality and he's he's uh, pay using a very good model he's using the uh the model of uh anastasia of, of siberia as a as a starting point okay this is what we will real, reality to do because okay ele, what are, what elements do we want in a new reality would, would you like to pay for would you like to pay for electricity or not would you like electricity to be free you know, that that's the one, those are, we should sh- start thinking ab- about, okay, what do we want our reality to be? Do I want to pay for electricity? No, and I shouldn't have to pay for electricity. I shouldn't have to pay for water. You know, there's a, there's so much that we pay, the things that we pay that we shouldn't be paying at all. Like uh, like Alex Collier says, it, it's incredible that we have to pay to live in the, in the planet where we were born. So this
0: is a well, hold on a second. It's not so much that you don't have to pay for it; it's a matter that each person puts in their what they can to the society, but that the society wants to nourish everybody. It's more of a framework of everybody's in this together
3: mm-hmm.
0: and we're sharing equally. But you know, I mean, it, it, there is you are giving, you know, because. So many people out there right now, they just wanna get, get, get and do nothing. No, you're giving. You're giving your talent, you what what oh, we need to build a school. Let's go build the school. You know, but it's it's a, a concept in my opinion, all right, is the the view that we have on life. Instead of thinking of it as being a fragmented piece of a you know no, it's a whole. And everybody wants to protect everybody else. There's no greed. I don't want more than you. I want us all to have the same. Wouldn't you agree that it's some kind of a outlook more well, so than? Remember, uh, you look at the uh, the example.
1: Uh, those schools that were built in Russia based on the Ringing Cedars model. The students were building the school. They didn't need to bring in. Uh, they were doing it they 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 and in the in the act of making the school they were getting the education and training that they needed to do something else out in in life some were dealing with the electric part others were with the building part and and so on and with the plumbing part so they were building
0: the school and they were getting an education the teachers were there to answer questions not to tell them how to think yeah it, it, You know, and, well, Putin, remember Putin, I don't know where it went because, you know, we don't, they, they shut down information even now. But um, Putin actually set up an a agency or something to pursue this concept that they were talking about in the books. He was well aware of them and the school systems in particular. So there were schools being set up in that, you know, formula. Yeah. Oh, and you—you you remember what he said
1: in the, in the interview, that Russia is a natural ally of Australia. He yeah. he, he confounded that interviewer. He was like, astounded what what he heard, and he says, the cabal doesn't like the idea that there's a country operating outside their sphere of influence. That's why they hate Russia because they're, they they can't control it. So. Good for you that they can't control it.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, I was trying to figure out what subject to look into uh, for today's show. And I'm still going to look into this. I want to get a hold of what what is Putin saying? You know, I realized that who was it? I'm trying to think. Um somebody said that, you know, people don't know what Putin's been saying to the rest of the world because they don't let us hear what he's saying, either on mainstream media or any place else. And I thought, well, I have seen some things he's saying. He's saying the same things we are. But, you know, I thought and I should I should get this and, and put it out there so that people can see that Putin is talking like we talk. Because he's seeing it the same way. The Russians are in there to close down the the child trafficking, the money trafficking, and the uh, all those bio labs that they've got there in Ukraine that were funded by the United States. As a matter of fact, the assistant to the department that was in charge of this—I forget what it is—he, she was asked in a congressional. Uh, uh, Interview thing, you know, when when she they people got to sit there and answer questions from the, from the Congress, and she was asked if she was concerned about bio labs that were uh, <clears throat> funded by the United States um, in in the Ukraine, and she said, "Yes, we are." So they admitted that they were there in the congressional testimony, and uh, so. And and Tucker, Tucker, um, from the get go, never bought into the Ukraine at all, and it does not surprise me. I, for those that didn't listen to Jan's show, they have, I guess, released supposedly. Excuse me. The um, the, uh, the the tapes, all the tapes, from the cameras around the DC area on January sixth those tapes have been released and they released them to Tucker Carlson. I think there's something going on with, I think that Tucker's very deeply aware of what's happening, the truth, because he keeps bringing out more and more of it. And the fact that there would be this open, I guess it was Kevin McCarthy that gave him, gave it to him and nobody else. Uh, Boy, that is, that is big. That's the White Hats showing their hand. Because Tucker's, Tucker's first off got an amazing crew. They do some amazing, every day they put on a very, very good show. Uh, so this is exciting, and I had not heard of that. I did not hear that that had happened. That's very, very exciting. That's good news. So, things are <clears throat> just like David said, you know, things are going to start moving. Well, they're moving and you know, faster and faster. So, what else, Walt? You remember anything else from it because it was it was he really brought up some really good points.
1: Well, um, let me, let's see. He he spoke about uh well, it was interesting that uh, uh, he he touted that he showed for the camera the uh, book written by a by a person who uh, who's purely scientific. He's completely focused on the science, nothing nothing spiritual, nothing woo, nothing fanciful, and he totally backs up the concept that you know there is a creator outside of time and space and energy. <laughs> And it's like, okay, going back to, you know, this person is 100% materialist, yet he's convinced, you know, there is something, there is an intelligence that's beyond everything. So he's totally backing that uh, that up. because like And he that, says, was like, he said, <laughs> that was a huge
0: book. That was a big yeah, book he held yeah, up. Yeah, yeah.
1: And like he says, I can't afford, you know, to go into flights of fancy. You know, I'm all about, I I, I have to deal with physical evidence to do things, but it's it's very good because he believes because he's got his evidence. He got his proof. It's not like, you know, that you when you come across individuals who believe in the spirit or whatever they believe in, just because they believe, just because their parents believed and the grandparents believed. But in reality when push comes to shove, many times they stop believing. Because all the beliefs were not even theirs. It was programmed into them. But when you encounter a person who believes because they've had their convincing experience, like case in point, people that have an NDE, you know, they leave and come back. I mean, can you convince these people that death is the end of everything? How? How can you convince them? They died and they came back. So there is no end. It's not at the end of everything <laughs> so, you know that's that's it they had living proof and that's the case with this this gentleman he he believes because he's had his living proof that it is real it it does exist you know spirit is there there is something beyond everything so that's 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 more uh, it's uh that that kind of person is going to operate from a that's a, that's a, isn't the didn't you get that sense when dealing with him? He's a person of integrity. He's not playing just playing a role or pretending. No, he's he actually uh, he what do you call? It? He's putting his money where, like they say, the put your money where your mouth is. Uh, a person who who walks the, the the does the talk and walks the walk he's not just well, talking what? talking something because it sounds nice. <laughs>
0: well, what what. It actually was, and when I was listening to it, <clears throat> it sent me off into a, you know, thought, let's put it that way, um, concerning the the difference between other people and the people that I have in my life, like you guys, okay, is that we're all authentic people. We came together as authentic people. People weren't playing a role and doing, you know, we knew who we were and we are that. And that because of the way he was talking and everything, yes, he's an authentic person. He knows who he is. He doesn't have to, you know, he doesn't need the concept of being better or less than anybody else doesn't even enter the equation. I don't think it does for any of us. We're all here together. And the fact that he has put this concept out of one party is is an enormous, you know, step. Because yes, it should be just every person who is a representative is representing a certain geographic area. that has a voice in these they don't what are these parties all about? They only, they'd only lead to, well, it's an oligarchy. You know, Harvard University did a study and they determined that the United States was being run by an oligarchy. A group of small people that think that they're more important than anybody else. And um, that's one step away from fascism. You know, you live for the state. That's the only difference. You don't realize that the state is being run by these oligarchies. You know, listen to us. We are the state. We are the government. Listen to us. Okay. And you know, the other thing that he brought out was the layers. He said, there's the white hats on one side and the black hats on the other side. And then there's like, (laughs) yellow hats and red hats. (laughs) Orange hats. You know, and that I, I need to get that that clip out because that clip was just brilliant. You know, and it's—he's using the concept of the hats to show us the, let's say, the demographic thinking patterns of people. He said, like the ones that are, you know, I guess it was a, was it the orange hats that are, no, it was red hats. You got the black hats, and then the red hats, and the red hats are the ones that are essentially can be bribed and coerced into doing anything. And they're pretty weak because as soon as the tide turns, they turn on whoever. So (laughs) then, you you know, and I don't remember the definite ones of the middle two. And then you get to the one that is like, one of them was uh, they just don't care kind of things, like the background people. Yeah, it was really, I really appreciated
1: that because in a way it explains so much why is this process is taking so long because it's not so cut and dried it's not just white and black there are there's all the other colors in between so that's why things are taking their time We would like it to be done on all okay let's finish this already well it's not that easy you get all these other colors that have to play a role <laughs> so that that was useful to me at least.
0: Yeah, I agree. and and, and That's what set me off on the tangent that I started at the beginning of the show, because it was like, oh, yeah. And I started thinking about, you know, waking up and, you know, what does it take and everything? And I thought, yeah, you know, there's all these different versions of ourselves out there, the human race that's there. And some of them really need to be taken to the brink of hell before they're going to wake up. And so, it's now, I can, I sort of feel like you do. Now, I'm more, okay, this is going to take a little bit because we got all these other little brains that we, but he, you know, and we knew this, but his definitions and the way he presented it was really clear, you know? It was, uh, it's it's worthwhile. I'll get the... uh, link and put it in the chat room. Um, it's kind of interesting. Anyway, we're um, two minutes out from the top of the hour, and Yasmin is going to come on in the second, Well, when we come back. So, shall we just take a break? It's uh, going to be Hunter Hayes Invisible, and it's going to be four minutes. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Say What Show, it's February 25th, 2023, my name is Nancy Hopkins, with me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Yasmin West, hi Yasmin, are you there? You're muted. Hello there,
4: hello there.
0: There you are, how are you?
4: Doing good, how are doing you? good, how are you?
0: Well, we're, we're doing actually excellent, <laughs> but it's a long story, technical stuff again today. Um... Okay, so Dolly, you want to say hi to Yasmin? And Yasmin, first off, you want to say hi to the listeners.
4: Hello, everyone. Good to be here. It's Hope everyone's a having a good day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all here, so it's a good day.
4: Hi. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hi, Yasmin. Been a while. Yeah. Hi, Dolly. I'm anxious to hear your show, excited to hear your show. <laughs>
4: Yeah, Let me try to word this
2: right. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear what you have to share. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> Walt.
1: Yes. Do you want um, to say hello to Yasmin? <laughs> Hi, Jasmine. I was uh, I was I was saying hello through the chat. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh okay
1: hi <laughs> <fun>. Walt <laughs> it's good to have you back are we gonna have you back for good or is this just temporary like are you like they let you out for good behavior or something <laughs>
4: <laughs> well I I think I'm probably just floating in every time something kind of comes up so <laughs> uh,
1: it's good to have you back
4: yeah it's nice to come on every once in a while and share something and um, so
1: I was looking at your email that california is is going back to being Switzerland. you're getting snow all over the place
4: <laughs> yeah, um well, you know it's interesting because I mean obviously everyone's freaking out, and you know they're they're playing it up in the news like they always do. (laughs) But, you know, back in the early seventies, when I was, um, I think I was only about three years old, we actually, and I was living in the Bay area. Then we actually did have a snow, um, have it snow back then. And, um, you know, up in the Santa Cruz Mountains and um, the mountain ranges up in Southern California, it we always used to get see snow there. And it wasn't until recently that there actually isn't any snow. Um, but, you know, we would go up into Santa Cruz Mountains in the middle of the winter time, and, you know, there'd be some snow there. And, you know, they actually had um, a Santa's Village up there. And so Bob remembers it when he was a kid and um, they used to always go there. So this isn't really anything, I don't know. I, I mean, these days, anything could be with weather, weather manipulation, right? Um, but. Uh, Let's face it. It's
1: like you're visiting another planet.
4: Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That's
1: how short human memory is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're going back to the, when it was natural.
4: Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't unnatural to get some snow, especially in the higher altitudes. Um, and it, it was rare to see snow in the Bay area, but certainly wasn't unheard of. So, um, I, I feel like we're kind of nature is kind of resetting itself a little bit and, you know, it might be a little bit more severe. Um, but I don't really see this as being anything too unnatural. It's basically what I'm trying to say. So get out there, especially if you're in the Bay area and just enjoy uh, the snow. It's, you know, it's exciting for people (laughs) on the coast that don't see it. So, um, Go ahead and make a snowman on the beach and have fun with it. and Don't get all freaked out. Um, and just obviously don't be an idiot. Be careful. You, you know, extreme weather has some dangers. So just make sure your car's filled up with some supplies and get plenty of gas and that you're wearing warm clothes and just have fun.
0: <laughs> Good advice.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what else is happening? I didn't read your email. I was going to read it just before the show, but then we couldn't get on the station. It was weird.
4: So oh. We, yeah. So, do you want to just read it? Is it um, just- yeah, so I'll just kind of read um read what I wrote you in that second point there and um Then we can talk about it and i can kind of i i did read the articles um, that were attached so um, i'll just do that and then we can kind of chat about it and get some ideas um so i wrote i've been switching off a lot of the news lately and social media and opting to nourish myself with deeper spiritual teachings of raw and the law of one materials so i haven't exactly put my head in the sand but I'm only making myself available to things the universe directly presents to me as needing my attention, and that's kind of in line with um my human design reading as well <laughs> um, so the universe has literally presented me with the following with the following contamination issue in my own backyard, and um I reference the email I sent below of uh, something we got from our homeowners association about an old relic from the Cold War, Cold War um, a missile silo that had three missiles in it and apparently there's um, I'm not sure quite how to pronounce it, but it's uh, TCE they call it. It's a degreasing agent, agent and it's seeping into the groundwater and um, causing a a vapor, a soil vapor, and I'm not too familiar with uh, contamination uh, terminology. But so anyway, that is actually happening kind of down the hill from our house, and it's not of immediate concern to where we live, but um, it is approaching in the whole uh, uh, development district of Sun City, Lincoln Hills, which is where we live in. And so um, I, I wrote, when I received it, I was literally thinking, perhaps I should get the Cosmic Reality Gang on this to help me come up with ideas to resolve this. And then I literally got a text immediately after from Nancy out of the blue, right after having that thought. Way to go, Nancy. You got my etheric phone call. (laughs) Obviously, I'm going to go down to the site and spread some shungite in the area, but wanted to present it to the group for ideas on how to get this old leaky missile site contamination cleared up for my neighbors down the hill from me. Bob and I aren't too worried personally. We live on a steep hill from the site, away from the site. And have been drinking filtered, distilled water with shungite added since we moved in. And we live in a universe that always has our backs and protects us. And they in that email, they also added a little YouTube video. And apparently, um, they had shot a video there. I think it was after they shut the site down. And, um, it was the movie, it was an old movie called A Gathering of the Eagles. So, um, I just mentioned, I also noticed a little video that was included with the email called, uh, it was titled A Gathering of Eagles. So no coincidences, right? Um, I think this might be a project for the Eagle Network and, you know, what do you think? So, um, just thinking we could chat a little bit about that I mean obviously um you know we could I could go down and I don't know if it's accessible to the public right now but I could certainly get some physical shungite in the area um but you know what can we also do etherically and then I know shungite was used to clear up Fukushima and I just Maybe I wanted to get your thoughts on quantity-wise. Um, how much did they use when they did that cleanup, if anyone happens to know that? And um, just maybe some out-of-the-box ideas and what we can do etherically. I know they're starting to have some meetings with the mayor about this issue because um, it's holding up a big development project um, so uh which honestly <laughs> I don't know if I want more homes built around here it's so pretty as it is but um you know certainly don't want this toxic stuff to spread and there seems to be a lot of infighting as to um you know whether or not it's stable or if it's spreading some uh, one group says it is another group says it isn't and you know, it probably all has to do with money at the end of the day. But, um, you know, we want to do what's best for Gaia. And if there's an issue, get it cleaned up. So just uh, turn it. I know, Walt, you had said that you had um, yep. you had done something already.
1: Well, so. what I did is I doused as, uh, for a tone that would have the same essence energy as the love blanket's. And what I, once I got that, I, I'm feeding that signal into the power one, and I'm having the power one projecting over a map of the American continent. So the entire U- U.S. is being blanketed by that energy. I know it's not like, like Dali said, it's not the same energy as when humans send a love blanket. I, I totally get that because as the human, they're putting their emotional energy behind it, but at least it's having that essence energy and uh don't discount the eagle remember the the thing that Shanghai is fully programmable Shanghai is aware and you can do, uh, do it to uh you ask it to do things so you can you can have the eagle working on that particular site it doesn't matter whether you are projecting the image of the site when you're asking it or it doesn't matter if you if you're putting a photo of the site what matters is the 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 gesture you're making a connection between the energy of the eagle and that site and have it work on that because it's all energy let's face it it all comes down to that energy
4: yeah and i i just you know it just kind of just that they had that Movie, A Gathering of Eagles noted in their little YouTube video that they put in the email. It just, I mean, it was interesting because I remember when Bob and I, we were looking at a place to move to and we were looking at, um, we initially weren't looking at the Lincoln area because we would be in um, Pacific Gas and Electric where they're, Uh, utility charges are significantly higher than the other Sun City development in Roseville, which is under Roseville Electric. And so we were, you know, looking, you know, we were trying to sell our house and at the same time find the right place to live. And we were looking at these two developments, but we were kind of leaning towards Roseville because of the electrical charges. And um, it just wasn't working out, you know, that the houses over there were just flying off the market, you know, quicker than we could get an offer in. And, you know, we were still waiting to close our property. Um, and so we ended up in Lincoln and we actually ended up in a place that had solar. So, you know, the electrical issue was kind of solved for us a little bit. It helps us financially. And so it it was almost like we were meant to be in Lincoln and, Lo and behold, <laughs> now I'm. It seems like I'm where I'm supposed to be, and I I can do something to help. So, just just kind of an interesting story there on how we arrived here, and now there's this problem for me to work on. And you know, nothing's really a problem, right? We're just we're just here yeah. to do do our work. <laughs> yeah.
1: It it begins with that because since everything is is energy the solution is that it's it's not a material solution it's a, it's an energy solution that you're going to be finding because uh the 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 material is uh, it, you're not going to solve it with uh, with materials because it's to, if you're trying to use a material solution is you're going to put be putting matter on top of matter and you what you want to do is you're looking for something that will neutralize undo this contamination, and if it's going to be neutralized if it's going to be undone it'll be the, it's going to be undone with energy because energy can do that, and energy can neutralize it energy can undo it
4: yeah, and you know they're bickering back and forth because they're looking at three d solutions to solve exactly.
3: this yeah.
4: And so nobody wants to pay, right?
1: <laughs> well, can, look at, let me give you a perfect example. Radioactive contamination. They say that it's the the, the very worst type of contamination you can ask because uh, radiation stays on the ground for centuries, right? The half-life of, a, of radioactive material is like that. And nothing could be farther from the truth because if anything... The Russians proved it. they didn't publish it maybe on purpose because of the the cabal
0: would go up in arms to have this information published well, but we, we don't know we don't know that they didn't publish it we just didn't hear about it yeah That's, they could have but when they had uh, the issue with Chernobyl, the
1: people that w- were involved in the rescue operation and the sealing of the crypt and all of that no nobody died from radiation poisoning isn't that incredible if that had happened in the us all, all of the workers would have died
4: so i kind of have a question about that so cuz bob and i we've we've seen that hbo movie series about chernobyl so and in that movie they definitely you know point to people dying of radiation poisoning so was did they die of something else or was that just kind of the propaganda
1: i i suspect propaganda because i saw the documentary uh, translated obviously because it was you know, everything was russian uh but in the documentary they interviewed the foreman he was the head of the uh, of the he was in charge of the team working to seal the crypt so he was exposed to to three times the level of radiation that the the other workers were exposed to and yet the man he's alive and talking and he's talking before the cameras but you know they're not saying okay what did they do <laughs> why is this person walking he should be dead having right. been exposed to that um, it's like he he was it was almost like he was at a Put in a giant x-ray machine and left there to baste for a few hours and no he's walking around and he's alive and well so you can see then that the this story that radiation oh it's a it's unf- unfixable problem it's a, it's just a, it's just a line it's not true because it is all energy and the, the the solution will be in energy you just have to know how to use it
0: I I have have to question you on this because I don't think that it was PR during Hiroshima and there was a tremendous number of people who died from what was called radiation poisoning. Did they have Shanghai in Hiroshima? I doubt it. Um, That's what you said. No, because you (laughs) You never mentioned the fact that they may have gone with Shungite. We know oh, I thought, that they were-
1: I thought that was a given. Yeah, the Russians
0: oh. used Shungite. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Walt, Walt said uh, early that uh, they must have had Shungite in the protection stuff that they had on in the Chernobyl thing. Well, lo and behold, we ended up finding a publication that was in English about them using Shungite in gloves. Well, if they were using it in gloves, they could have easily been using it for the entire uh, protection suit they were in. Oh, So we don't know. Um, I, I have to say that I've not seen the indication that radiation, yes, I know there's some guy that was swimming in a pool of radiated Water, and you know, I have not seen enough of that to make me think that radiation isn't going to kill you. I've read too many stories, read too many books on the subject. But you add shungite to the mix, and no, you know, it's the whole game changer because radiation does react rather quickly to the shungite because the C60 molecule is just overpowering the radiation and causing it to try to make the changes spin, but they can't, so they fall into atoms instead of being molecules of radiation. So, that's why I think you don't have to go down there and put any Shungite in and around the area you're worried about. Because remember that we've got a Shungite grid up. And I'm sure that there's a grid. I mean, the grid is worldwide. I don't know the area that you know, the, there isn't Shungite connecting to other Shungite because it's all that quantum entanglement. So, I don't think you have to do that. Um, you do have the eagle there. and
4: Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's I'm well asleep. within the range of... Um, I mean, it's only a couple miles away from my house, so obviously the eagle would definitely have an effect. and um yeah so i i mean if i could get close i i don't know i i could always add like a little bit of powder <laughs> but i mean it, it's but, not
0: it's not gonna hurt but it, i don't think it's needed let me put it to you that way right right it would certainly you know it all more shanghai the better
1: well do you, do you have uh in your computer do you have um the the program google earth that it lets you you know you can rotate the Earth. 360 degrees and you can zoom in and you can uh, oh look,
4: yeah
1: yeah. Well, f- look for the address for that that uh, uh, site is uh, printed out from Google Earth and you can uh, and, and that printed uh, that printed uh, image you can put it between the pipes of the thing and just and un- un- program the intention that you want to a uh, special treatment for that area. And you don't even have to be physically there, because, oh. I mean, look at when I did the work of uh what that we did on the Black Sea, where they were uh, affected by that algae that was killing all the grabs, uh, I just used the photo. nobody w- was
3: physically there
4: so. right, yeah, yeah, and I also have the scalar unit, so you know I could add that. A picture between the scalar unit with some shungite, or or even the ho'ponopono resonator.
1: Oh,
4: yeah, hmm. to make it right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just energy and intention.
4: Yeah.
0: Now you can add a sort of a. I I I was impressed with Walt thinking in terms of the love blanket versus doing a asking what the opposite you know frequency is to just mitigate it with a a concept of you know opposite energies the more powerful one will cause the other one to spin and stuff a lot of times he does that sound you take the opposite and you won't hear anything so but he went with the love blankets and i questioned that in my head i went why why why?" and it was like well because this information has got to get out because if it's if you've got this problem, you're in California, correct? Did it surprise you you had nuclear missiles in California? <laughs>
4: <sighs> you know, Bob had found out about it when we first moved there and you know, he's a big military history buff, so he was just like, Yeah, I wanna go down there and check it out and they had actually even written in one of the articles um that they were planning on part of the development they wanted to turn it into like a park that people could kind of go check it out but i mean yeah so i i kind of looked a little at the information and i guess so they had actually built four missile sites um one so there were three um platforms so for three missiles here in lincoln uh beale air force base uh, up in Chico and Butte County. And, um, you know, it, I mean, it, it was just madness because, I mean, they spent over $40 million back in the 1960s. So that that was a heck of, I mean, that's a lot of money now, but it was a huge amount of money back then. And, you know, these, these things were so, um, I mean, they weren't very... <laughs> useful in my opinion because they actually had to remove them from the the silo before they can launch them so they couldn't launch straight out of the missile silo and you know that took half an hour to just get them out and get them lit to send off and um they only had them in operation for two years before they completely shut down the project so i mean 40 million dollars for something that you only use for tw- for 2 years. I mean, that's a little ridiculous in my opinion. And you know, don't for people that think, you know, oh, California, you know, we're we're so um we're, we're so protective of the environment. We have all kinds of military crap here cuz I mean, we we're on a coast and so we have a lot of old relics from uh, World War One, or not uh, World War Two, and um, also the Cold War. So, yeah, it it is surprising, but it isn't because I I've lived here my whole life and I I know the history. So, yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: because I have be- thought about
2: that. Okay. Um. I'm not real up on all this technical stuff, but my thought is, is there some way we could energetically, thought-wise, cover that area with an anti-toxin thing that will clean up the area? I don't know if you think like a powder or just a like a blanket or because I'm thinking it needs to breathe. I'm thinking of powder. Is is there some way we could do something like that?
4: Well, yeah, it's interesting. You should bring that up, Dolly, because I, as I was reading the article, and I'm not too familiar with this. um, They call it TCE. I'm I'm not sure quite how to pronounce it. Trichloroethylene, um, and it's a degreasing agent. So this toxin that they're talking about, apparently there's something that can gobble it up a substance that they can use. Um, but, but of course, you know, it requires them to, you know, dig and uncover it and insert whatever they're needing to put in there to gobble it up. So, um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a possibility too. And I think we could probably do that etherically as well. Um, we wouldn't need to be digging
2: anything. Right. Right.
4: Just, our our methods are much yeah. cheaper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> much easier.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that was my thought. My thought is um, this can't be the only place that's having this problem. You've been warned about it, but I wonder how many other places in the United States have this problem. And why did it come to light just now? I hope they got the nuclear bombs off of them.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah, they they took the missiles out, so they they were supposedly empty for quite some time. But they did did mention that the one up in Chico back in 1962 actually... um, it had an explosion up there, and so I was thinking, well, at first I thought, oh well you know if the Lincoln site had an explosion then that would explain you know why maybe some of the stuff is leaking. but no, um, it was actually the Chico site. so I mean I'm I'm kind of wondering now, you know if there was damage to the structure up in Chico, um, what the heck is? you know, seeping into the soil up there, you know, that could be a potential issue as well that we just don't know about yet.
0: Didn't, didn't And it's, oh. it's pro- there's probably a huge number of, throughout the United States of the same thing, or at least, you know, someplace. I bet there's more of this. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and, you know, go ahead. No,
1: no, I was wondering, did, didn't at one time the government was selling these de- decommissioned silos. Like, I think I remember seeing a documentary where somebody had made a house in one of these silos because they bought it from the government. Maybe
4: yeah. It. Yeah. That was, and it wasn't in California. It was, um, I want to say it was somewhere in the Midwest, someplace. Wasn't it in
1: Montana? It dec- may
4: have been. Yeah. Some, some, um, eccentric guy kind of bought one and made it his little uh end of the world getaway <laughs> home <laughs> uh-huh. and you know it's all underground and you know he he it's huge and so he has like he had he had like a little meditation center there and you know you I mean they they have networks of tunnels and stuff so they're they're huge and, um, yeah, but there's, and you know, whatever practices were done back in the sixties, um, for whatever happened here in Lincoln, I'm sure, you know, it wasn't an isolated incident. There's anywhere where there's another missile silo. They probably used the same, um, degreasing agents and stuff that could potentially have problems. So, um, Yeah, I'm sure they're all over the country.
2: We could use that method on all the toxic uh, uh, explosions, spills, um, sabotage places with they're filling the ground with toxins and the air. And we could use it on all of that stuff, like clean up all the world in at one time expand the territory like say wherever this is needed please send it
4: yeah definitely and that's all part that of run- helping gaia
0: that, <laughs> well that runs into the to the problem of um essentially free will in your domain now, you oh, you live yeah. <laughs> you live there. You have asked for help. It's your domain. You're responsible for it. Walt right. found this out when he sent a, a an energy device to Italy. No, 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 no. Was, no.
1: The, the thing, uh, this lady, this is a Russian lady, and at the time I don't know if she's still there. She was living in a in a part of California called Costa Mesa. I I don't know if it's near you or away from you
4: it's Um, down in Southern California Kind of kind of between Los Angeles and San Diego.
1: Oh, okay, so She was concerned she bought uh, uh, One of my devices, but it was not an environmental device. It was a a different device Um, And she was concerned about all the chemtrails I, I I don't remember what year this was, so I told her, well, to just focus. I, sa- I sent her a picture of my cloud buster, and I said, use the cloud buster, and project the thought and the re- and the intention to see the sky clear. So she was astounded how it worked. Uh, she started sending me fo- photos. I mean, a uh, chemtrail would appear, and then a few minutes later, it would disappear. Uh, or whatever they sprayed, uh, ten minutes and it was gone. The sky was clear because she, she got she was so angry because the the sky in the morning starts nice and beautiful and blue and clear, and then half an hour later, that it. you can't see the sky anymore the rest of the day. So I gave her that idea, and she used it, and she was happy because she was clearing the sky for herself every day, and then. She wrote me uh, a, a year later. She had gone to uh, Italy. She, visited, she was visiting the area of the Vatican, and she was telling me about the chemtrails. And she, uh, and she started doing the same practice, you know, asking for the sky to be clear and everything. And no matter what she said, it didn't work. And I said, oh, that makes perfect sense because you don't live there. That it's not your domain that it's not your space that's that's why your yeah. request didn't work
4: but you know going back to that whole free will thing i mean she certainly could i think by her vacationing there while she was there it was temporarily her domain maybe
1: it, i don't know but whatever she tried to do it didn't. probably work. not
4: because it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: point <laughs> that's why they
1: now it also gives you some insight why the Caval in ancient times they fought so hard to peop to get people thrown out of their land because in your land you are incredibly powerful so that's that's why they they threw people on cities and where instead of owning your place, you have to pay rent as long as you're disconnected from the land you're you're disempowered tremendously disempowered. Yeah. So that gives you an idea why they did what they did. Because you you have a claim on the land. It's your land. So that yeah. gives you powers. And that, let's face it, do they want anybody to have power? No. No.
4: <laughs> so, <laughs> and and now they're trying to stop us. You know, they're even trying to stop our thoughts. You know, oh, yeah. They know they know we're we're waking up to our power. So yeah but going back to what nancy said about other sites i i just suddenly had a thought i mean the the house i grew up in in berkeley california um we actually have we had one of those big giant bomb shelters they built during um you know the whole soviet scare and um I think because Berkeley itself was actually, I mean, it's it's famous for being so liberal, right? But, you know, if you go to the UC Berkeley campus, they actually had um, a radioactive lab there um, that was built during the Cold War. Um, and uh, there's there were places in Berkeley that, you know, we used to go as kids that you could see like the old the old concrete doors going underground and so you know I, I, if you think you're in a super super liberal area i mean that's i would think maybe there's more stuff going on there that is a little bit nefarious at least historically so um we never know what's in our own backyard right
1: <laughs> yeah the government loves to tell us our their secrets right <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But certainly I think anywhere where there was a they could get a strategic advantage um you know if they were to do a hit and um you know I I thought, you know, my whole life I thought, oh, well, you know, why would anybody attack San Francisco? Why would anybody <laughs> attack Berkeley? Well, you know there there was stuff there, so.
1: And according to the people that that talk about all this stuff, uh, there are tunnels crisscrossing the entire planet that allows them to go. They they can go to one side of the Earth to the other in a matter of minutes. No, forget about hours. Nothing that the, the, these uh underground uh, special. Uh, tunnels that move at tremendous speed and we don't even uh, we're not even aware that they exist like the same way that we weren't aware the existence of these uh, dams.
4: yeah I mean why are we riding around in airplanes when we have something probably yeah. far superior underneath yeah. the ground <laughs> yeah we're
1: living in the stone age compared yeah. to where we should be
4: most definitely
1: well, that's what, uh, one of the things in, uh, in one of the NLS classes that I recently uh, saw is, like, they're talking about the subject of, of the military. They're uh, bringing down these UFOs. So, so far, the story is that they're bringing down these UFOs. And she says, well, they might be bringing down UFOs, but they're bringing down government UFOs, true UFOs from other civilizations. They're not in agreement they don't they they don't they don't want to be shot down they're not interested in playing that game well, so and it, they're,
4: <laughs> yeah, they're probably not even that kind of three d you know I'm thinking a more advanced civilization from another planet they're they're not going to have ships that they need to build like we do here <laughs> I, I mean that just seems clunky and archaic, right. <laughs>
1: yeah well it's like when uh when alex alex collier um i i forget what the what the lecture was what he was talking about but he said that when he had a one of those chances where he visited he says the the ship that he went on was something like a hundred foot diameter but that was the third dimensional version of the ship the uh, what he was when he was witnessing that this the ship being that size, a hundred foot in diameter, is just because he was being shown the third dimen- uh, the third dimensional part of the ship, because it was a fifth dimensional ship, and fifth dimensionally the ship was five miles in diameter. But you're only seeing a hundred feet, because you're only seeing the third dimensional part of it. So if you can imagine they can they can do this kind of manipulation, <laughs> you think you can do something with a with a stupid ship that's shooting, uh, uh, you know, bullets or something like that. I know they have, <laughs> I know they have energy directed energy weapons because they've already demonstrated they did that with the, the Twin Towers. The Twin Towers was brought down by directed energy weapons, but compared to what they have. We're still talking Stone Age.
4: Yeah, and I think even the things we even have a hint of knowing that they have are, you know, it's still far more advanced than what we even suspect they have. (laughs)
2: So. Our whole airplane system is very Archaic now, and we are seeing it is breaking both in. Uh, uh, planes and the programs and. That schedule them and the programs. That schedule maintenance on them and I. Don't ever want to fly in the airplane again. I I don't trust. The system. Anymore for airplanes.
4: I'm kind of with you, okay. Dolly. I mean, I'll I'll do it if I have to, but um, you know, there, there's plenty of places you can get with a vehicle.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is that's horrible uh, the dehydrate the atmosphere inside of the plane, so it, your your eyes begin burning. Have you noticed that? It's so horrible.
4: Oh I, yeah, I used to always get, um, I used to always get sick when I got on an airplane, mm. um, just because you know the recirculated air and it, yeah, your your skin is all dry when you get off and
1: um, yeah, I, I didn't know they purposely dehydrated the air because they they made it that makes it lighter because they're getting rid of all that excess water. Yeah, but they're <laughs> they're it's like you're turning into a living prune. yes your (laughs) eyes burns it's like you know what's going what's going on last time i flew what uh what i did is i i got a um, a handkerchief made it wet and i put it on my face it was the only way i could stop the burning in my eyes it was so horrible oh yeah
4: that's a good idea i i used to just douse myself in water but there again they they don't let you take your own water on the plane so you know I mean you have to buy it there in the airport um, or you know just buy whatever they have or they give you free water but they don't give you that much And so yeah fly, flying especially you, after well, 9-11 is for the birds.
1: <laughs> do you remember when uh, airplanes Used to serve real food, and they would serve three meals. Like I, when we flew to New York the very first time with my mother, which was in nineteen seventy, it was incredible. I mean, they served so much food. <laughs> it's like when I, when we got to New York, I just couldn't eat another bite, all th- all through the, through the flight because we had to, they we flew, uh, from Argentina. Uh, doing stopovers, so we like stopped in four other countries. And I, every time they they would take off, the first thing they do they serve you food, uh, and what a difference compared to today! If you if you get a bag of peanuts, that's too much food. <laughs>
4: oh yeah, and now they don't even want to give you the peanuts.
1: <laughs> oh God, <laughs> they just want to fill you up with alcohol.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they make money off of that, and that dehydrates you even more, so I guess it makes the plane lighter.
1: (laughs) Oh, God.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely not not the experience of the 50s, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) Going back through time.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it used to be quite a thing to fly. Not everyone did it and it was a pleasurable experience. <laughs> and you'd get all dressed up. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now people come in their, uh, you know, house slippers. Yeah. yeah. I don't miss the smoking though.
1: It was horrible. Even oh. though we, we were in the non-smoking session, forget it, the, the rest of the plane was like, you couldn't see five feet away from you because of all the smoke. So that that I don't miss, <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
4: yeah, no, I, I wouldn't like that either.
0: <laughs> well, as a smoker, we didn't like it either because <laughs> you know, it was like there was always that. No, I, no. Besides which, smoking is a habit. You know, if 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 you really look at it, it's just a habit. It's a weird habit, but it's a habit because when you go to bed, you don't wake up in the middle of the night needing a cigarette you wake up in the morning and then you do something that this is when i smoke a cigarette and that's when you get the urge to do it uh, so like so
4: it's more thought and uh habit based
0: yeah yeah because there's no angst i mean it, well because of the the plain thing when i would i would if i was at home in three hours without a cigarette i'd be out of my mind but on a plane i can't smoke so okay I, you know i'd get the urge like i'd have some cup of coffee i'd get the urge but i couldn't do anything about it and it would go away
4: oh interesting
0: it's like, yeah when you can let's say feed that urge okay um and I think it is it it's sort of a psychological thing you do to yourself because here you are you're feeling like you want to have a cigarette well, that feeling is dissipated by having the cigarette so but it's kind of a high you know there's a nicotine high associated with it nicotine can actually working in the brain will allow you to focus better so there's all these little and I notice that you know in I mean, I, I smoke, but I don't smoke any. I mean, like a pack of cigarettes lasts me like six days. You know, it's not because I've understood the habit thing. So when I leave the house, I don't take them with me. And I don't really want them because they're not with me. <laughs>
4: that's you know, that's interesting.
0: Tri- you, know, you trick yourself into taking out certain, you know, like, well, I don't smoke when I, I don't ever smoke in the bedroom. You know, so you you, you you take things that you're doing in your life and say, I'm not going to smoke just in this situation, like when I leave the house. And you'll be surprised. It It's uh, and so you just put more and more. Well, I'm not going to do it when I'm doing this. I'm not going to do it. You know, when I have friends over who aren't smokers, I don't smoke and I don't. It's fine. You know, they're really
1: you're really hurting the tobacco industry. You know that. I was
2: a three pack a day smoker, and it was not just a habit for me. I was freaking addicted.
4: Oh, that's a lot. And
2: when I was trying to quit, I tried to quit so many times. Oh my gosh! And uh, two weeks before I had the five bypass surgery. I was in so much pain every time I would light up a cigarette and and the pain in my chest, it was like it was burning inside. Well, uh, I was able to quit, not easily, because I would light a cigarette and pass out from the pain, but I couldn't make myself not light that cigarette. I, the, I, I would inhale and, go, oh. <sighs> but yet the pain was there. It it was awful. I kept telling myself, "You're you're more able to do things to control yourself.
1: Stop this." I couldn't do it. I I, so I you really did, you didn't give up smoking. Smoking gave up you up. Yeah. Smoking about killed
2: me. (laughs) The doctors all said, well, we're proud that you were finally able to quit, Uh, but it was, like, way too late. It wasn't a habit with me. It was more than a habit. But that's because different people react differently to things.
4: Definitely, yeah, and you know there are addictive substances in it by by design, of course
1: <laughs> oh yeah you, you, nobody very few people get to smoke pure tobacco my 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 father's- great uh, grandmother she died when she was ninety eight or ninety seven and she smoked all her life, but that she she wound her own on Cigarettes she never she smoked pure tobacco untreated mm.
3: once,
4: yeah, once. yeah, I can imagine that would make a difference yeah, you know, the Native Americans smoked pure tobacco yeah.
0: well they they put they put over two hundred chemicals in a you know a manufactured cigarette I mean for decades, I rolled my own, and it then now they've come out with the organic cigarettes and the difference in in smoking an organic compared to the others is that there's not all those chemicals in it i mean they got chemicals you wouldn't even think of putting in your body to make them so that they they don't they burn sort of faster than they need to that they put more nicotine in it they put all sorts of crap, over 200 chemicals. They, the Congress actually wanted to know what was in cigarettes and they gave them this report. And then they immediately made it a secret of the nation. <laughs> well, one of the substances is formaldehyde, which is what you use to preserve corpses. Yeah. Imagine. I, remember, I remember. I'm not sure. I'm that. not sure. I'm not sure of that. It could be could be one of the two hundred. You know, you're smoking and you're looking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oy oy oi.
4: But I got a funny uh cigarette story for you. <laughs> okay. So it was years ago, is before I met Bob, I, I took the uh the coastal train, Amtrak, from San Francisco up to Seattle. Oregon. And, um, you know, I, you know, just, you know, you wander around the train car and it's kind of a pleasant way to travel. You know, you're not cramped into an airplane, but it takes time. And so, uh, the smokers on the train, I mean, you weren't allowed to smoke on the train at all and they would make stops, but they would be quicker stops so that nobody could get off and have a cigarette break. And so you have, obviously, these people on the train seriously jonesing and going into the bathrooms to smoke. And they made an announcement. <laughs> it's like, smokers, we know who you are. Stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but obviously, it's very difficult because the, di- the addictive and weird chemicals they put in them.
1: Uh, don't you miss life when it was normal
4: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's a big uh
0: you know break between humanity those people that are normal rational people and those that are insane <laughs> and uh you know i don't think there's so many of them we're gonna be okay we're down to the last two minutes here you guys want to say good night dolly you want to say good night you're muted
2: Good night, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. And nobody helped me in the chat room. I was looking forward to your help. But I love you anyway. So talking with you the next time I talk with you.
1: And Walter. Good night, everybody. Thank you for being here. Jasmine, thank you very much for coming back. Uh, we missed you. Take care. Good night.
4: Aw, thank you, Walt. It's it's nice to pop in, and I I always want to come when I when I have something interesting to talk about. So, um, yeah.
0: Well, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate, or send me a telepathic message.
4: Yeah, that worked quite well, didn't it?
0: (laughs) Because I I just said, "Oh, okay." So, um, because Walt has got control over the uh, the uh, thing right now, Walt. what you're going to do is you're just going to push the disconnect, but uh-huh. I'm going to play the outro and everything. Okay. So when, when the outro finishes, just. Uh, no, yes. When the outro finishes, you just click disconnect. Okay.
3: Thanks, okay. everybody.
0: Be safe and be blessed. Say what? say what radio show with no agenda it's always a surprise but if we're not having fun we're doing something wrong